888-835-2414. This is Blogging with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 350, I'm going to be talking about how to use Google Search Console and Google Analytics in a unique way to grow your blogging business. Yes, we all know that these free tools are extremely powerful, but quite frankly, they can be quite confusing and overwhelming to understand. I mean, there are so many things that you can do in there. I mean, but instead of going into, you know, the wealth of possibilities, what I'm going to do is share one concept with you today that's going to help you use these tools to identify what's already working for you with your blog and then amp it up for bigger and better results, results that can increase your traffic and ultimately grow your business. So if you're ready to simplify these complex tools in a, a an actionable way and you want more traffic and sales, you're in the right place. Google Search and Console, Google Analytics, that's what we're going <laughs> to... I almost made it. I almost <laughs> I almost made it to the end of my script and 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 then it it just fell apart at the end. But you know what? That's what you're getting because we're keeping it real. It's not always 100%, but it's always good content. What's going on? Hope you are having an amazing day. And if for some reason you are not having an amazing day, I hope that by the end of today's episode, you're going to be, you're going to have a little more pep in your step. Somebody's going to see you and they're going to be like, hey, what's going on with you? And you're just going to be like, man, I'm excited. Today's a good day. <laughs> this is episode number 350. You know, I didn't realize that it was 350 until I literally read the introduction. Then I realized that I was recording episode number 350. Maybe I should do some kind of a celebration or something. Well, it's not a it's not a full number. It's not like 300 or 400. I don't know. If I should do something, let me know. <laughs> you can find detailed show notes and anything that I mention at becomeablogger.com slash 350. If you're driving in your car, don't take notes. Please don't do that. Don't let me feel the guilt of you not paying attention to the road. <laughs> Go to becomeablogger.com slash 350. Now, let's talk about what we're going to cover today. We're going to cover three things. All right, this is not going to be a super long episode, at least I don't think, unless like, you know, I start rambling or something, which I never do, right? That that never happens. <laughs> so we're going to talk about number one, what are Google Analytics and Google Search Console used for? Like, why, why do we have these tools? Uh, I just want to give an introduction where that's concerned. And then I'm going to talk about one simple concept that's going to enable you to find the best place to spend your energy. And then 
Lastly, how to apply that concept in both Google Analytics and Search Console. I want to simplify things. I want to give you something that's actionable. And I hope that at the end of this episode, you go and take action on what we're going to be talking about today. Before we get into all of that stuff, though, we're going to start with our tool of the week. This tool of the week I am so excited about because it's something that I just started using over the last maybe two weeks. And man, it in my mind is kind of revolutionary. And I hope that when I tell you this tool, you stop, you go, you get it and you use it because it's going to protect you. Now, I don't know about you, but have you noticed that? Every few days, you get an email from some company talking about, you know, we're, we're so sorry to let you know that we've been hacked or your data has been compromised and please go in and update your password or whatever the case might be. We care about your security. It is of uh, utmost importance to us and blah, 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 blah. But the essence of it is your data was compromised. This is something as, you know, as someone that is working full time online, you know, that's how I generate my income. That's how I feed my family. This is something that is very, very important to me. Now, of, of course, there are tools out there like, you know, um, Dashlane and 1Password and LastPass and all that stuff so that you can make sure that you're using secure passwords. But even with that happening, people can still get access to your, your information. And one of the things that I've always been somewhat concerned about is people getting access to my credit card information, my billing information, and so on. Well, the tool that I'm about to share with you, oh man, it revolutionizes that concept and it makes it so much more difficult, so much more difficult, whatever. It makes it more difficult for people to get access to your credit card information in a way that they can do anything with. And it's called privacy. Now, I do have a link for that. It's a referral link, not an affiliate link, but if you go to becomeablogger.com slash get privacy, let me tell you what this thing does. All right, listen to this. When you go, let's say you're going to make a purchase online, right? You got to enter in your credit card details or your, your, your billing information. Well, yeah, you could just enter your credit card details or you can use privacy to, do, to create a virtual card that is linked to your bank account, that is linked to your, um, your, your checking account, and that card is what you're using. Now, that card has a completely different number. You can use completely different billing information. You could even use a different name. It doesn't matter because it's going to appear as a real debit card, an authentic debit card, and it's going to be linked to your account, but there's a middleman in between that kind of obscures it. And I absolutely love that. Now, here's the cool thing about it. Once Let's say I, I have, um, you know, I, I, I've created virtual cards for anywhere that I make payments online, right? So let's say you go to Amazon and you generate a card to use on Amazon. Once you have used that card, it is linked to that Amazon transaction and you can never use it anywhere else. So if someone gets your credit card information, well, 
too bad. They can't use it to, to buy that nice car or to buy that electronic device that they want. No, it's linked to your Amazon account, and that's it. Not only that, but you can say, I can spend a maximum of $100 on that particular card. And if it goes to 101, you know what's going to happen? It's going to get declined. I absolutely, it's like last pass for your billing information. It obscures it so that it cannot be used anywhere else. And you can set whatever limits you want to set on it. And I absolutely love that. So I have it for my business um, checking account. I have it linked to my business checking account. I have it linked to my personal checking account. And I will not make a purchase online with my regular debit card information again. I'm just going to use a virtual card. And not only that, let's say you're signing up for a service, right? But you're a little concerned. You don't want to, you don't know if they have like some hidden charges or you don't know if they have, I know I'm going on and on about this, but I think it's such a cool service. You don't know if, you know, they might bill you later on for something that you don't really care about. You can create a one-time only virtual card and then use it to buy that thing online. And once you've used it within minutes, it's deactivated and it can never be used again. Oh man, I absolutely love this. Um, I can I can literally give you my uh, my uh, my debit card information from one of my accounts, and you can never use it. I can give you all the details, and you can't use it. So if they hack in and they get it, who cares? They can't do anything with it anyhow. Becomeablogger.com/slash/get-privacy. If you use that link, you do get five dollars um, added to your account. I get $5 added to my account. And um, what I love about it is it just, it, it, it gives me peace of mind. And I love peace of mind when it comes to buying things online. So yeah, becomeablogger.com slash get privacy. All right, I spent way more time on that than I, I thought. So we're going to skip the question this week and we're going to jump into a question, the episode today and get to another question next week. But if you do have a question that you want asked on the show, go ahead and call the hotline. I could do that really quick. And that number is 888-835-2414. Oh, yeah. All right, let's jump into the topic for today. So if you don't know, I have a, a, a six-year-old son. His name is Noah. And Noah, from a very young age, it was very obvious to us that he was really good at, like, putting things together and building things and all that stuff. And because we saw that he had that, uh, you know, I would call it that gift, that ability to just make whatever, we decided, hey, we're going to focus on this and we're going to nurture this as much as possible. So we started buying him different things. It started with like big blocks and then we, we, we went to Legos and, you know, the transition that you go through and 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 things for building like the little logs that you can build like cabins and all that stuff. And then eventually we upgraded to where we got him connects. Now, if you don't know, connects are these little plastic things that you can put together and build all kinds of complex things. And he was so excited about it that he just started building 
all kinds of things like roller coasters and cars and so on. And, and, and then we upgraded even more and got the ones with the motors so he could make like moving roller coasters and, and all that stuff. And we've just been kind of blown away at how much he flourished as a result of focusing on that thing that he was really good at. We're going somewhere with that. Because because we focused on his strength, he was able to thrive. Now, Google, has Google has mood, had mood swings? Yes, but Google is still the king of search. The king of search. And if you want, you know, traffic, Google is a good place to get some of that traffic. And fortunately, they've created some tools to give us indications uh, 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 as to what we are good at, what we are strong at. And, the, and, and we're going to dive into how focusing on those strengths can really help you to thrive as a blogger. Now, with all the changes that we're seeing, with all the changes, especially when it comes to social media and Facebook and the things that we've been talking about recently, getting traffic from Google is kind of coveted, right? Um, and if you can be in Google's good graces and you can be featured in different ways and so on, it actually can result in a ton of traffic for you. Now, uh, I love the fact that Google knows this and they've provided us tools to be able to kind of analyze where we are and what's working and what we should be doing. Now, most bloggers have Google Analytics on their blogs. And maybe some of them have have Google Search Console. I mean, just think about yourself. Do you have Google Analytics on your blog? Maybe. Do you have Google Search Console? Maybe. But what I find is the majority of bloggers definitely have Google Analytics. And a fewer number has Google Search Console set up on their blog. Now, for those that are saying, you know what, we have Google Analytics on their blogs, even though they have it, most of them never really look at the data. And if they do look at the data, then they just don't know what to do about it. They just know that there are all these numbers in there. It looks, it looks you know, advanced and it looks like there's good stuff in there, but it's extremely overwhelming and people think it's too complicated and all that good stuff. Now, my goal here is to help you to look at Google Analytics and Google Search Console in a slightly different way that's going to actually motivate you to get in there and, and, and get some valuable data. Now, what does Google want to do? Google wants to give the people what they want, right? If you go to Google and you search for something, you search for, um, uh, what did I search for today? Something to do with a, a recipe. Okay. So you go to Google and you search for a New York cheesecake recipe, right? Google wants you to get a recipe for a New York cheesecake. They want you to make that cheesecake and love it so much that the next time you want to make a, a, a shepherd's pie, you come right back to Google and you search for the shepherd's pie uh, recipe, right? That's what Google wants. Now, as a content creator, what we want is to create that recipe, have it on our blog, and then have Google say, you know what? I like what you've done in your blog. I'm going to send people there when they search for that New York cheesecake recipe. That makes sense, right? 
And yes, they've given us some tools to, to, to help us to know exactly what we should be doing. And if you use these tools well, it can result in a ton of traffic for you. And not just any traffic, but targeted traffic. The person that has gone and say, I want to know about this. I want to know how to start a blog. I want to know how to make a, an awesome New York cheesecake, um, an awesome New York cheesecake. I want the best recipe for that. You know, we, we do this, this thing now. I do this thing now at home where uh, every Saturday morning, every Sabbath morning for me, I, I make a breakfast for my family. And that breakfast is extra special. Right. So I'll make maybe a uh, 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 nice waffles from scratch and, and and chia seed pudding and all that good stuff. And how do I get the recipes? I go to Google and I do the searches and it works because I keep going back and I keep getting more recipes. It's a beautiful thing. So let's talk about let's talk about the difference between Google Analytics and Google Search Console. What, what are they? What should we be using them for? Let's just set that foundation, right? So Google Analytics is a free service that's offered by Google. If you just go to google.com slash analytics, you can sign up and uh, they give you a code that you add to your site and that allows you to analyze your traffic. Now, it does this in a very sophisticated way. And it tells you all kinds of really good information. It's telling you things like how many people are visiting your site and, and a ton of detail about those people that are visiting your site. It then tells, it tells you as well, you know, how did they get there? Uh, maybe they, they did a, a search in Google. Maybe someone shared it on social media. Maybe uh, it, it, you, they, you, they were referred there by another blog, another website. Maybe they typed the URL directly into the address bar and they got there. Google Analytics will tell you all of this. So it tells you about the people that are visiting your site. It tells you how they got there. And then... Once they get there, what do they do? Like, what pages are they visiting? How long are they staying there? Are they leaving immediately? What actions are they taking once they're on your site? What pages are they, are they visiting? So if, if there are certain pages that are more popular on your blog, it's going to tell you all of that stuff. And lastly, well, not lastly, but the next major thing that it tells you is how well are they converting? Are they signing up to your email list? Are they buying your stuff? How many people are converting? How well are the pages converting? Which pages are converting people well and which aren't doing a good job? Now, some of this is a little more advanced and it takes some configuration on your end. But the idea is Google Analytics tells you who's visiting your site how in the world they got there, what they're doing while they're there, and are they taking the kind of action you want to take. That right there is valuable information. Don't you find so? I would think so. I, I love knowing <laughs> all that stuff. Now, so it, it, it's actually fairly simple, but under the hood, it, it's really complex. And, 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 and what happens, as I mentioned, is you sign up, you create an account, you get a code, you put it on your site, and it's just going to track all of the stuff that's happening. And, and, and what I love is that you can approach it from a simple 
um, way. I just want to see who's getting there or how many people are visiting my site. And for some people, that's enough for them, right? Oh, man, I got a thousand people to my site this month and uh, 50 of them came from this place. 500 of them came from Facebook. Uh, 60 of them came from somewhere else. That, that's good information. So you can keep it really simple. But then you can start doing things like setting up goals and, 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 and tracking your conversions and tracking specific actions. If you have e-commerce on your site, you can have it track every single transaction very, relatively easily once you have it set up. Now, as I mentioned, that does get into some of the more advanced things. But the idea is we can track what's going on with our site. So let's talk about Google Search Console. And what's the difference between uh, Google Analytics and Google Search Console? Google Search Console is also free. It's also very powerful. Um, and what it allows you to do is, and I'm quoting this from the Google Search Console website, is monitor, maintain, and troubleshoot your site's presence in Google Search results. And that is exactly what it does. You want to know how well you're ranking, it will tell you. You want to know how well you're ranking for a bunch of different keyword phrases or if you're ranking at all. It's going to tell you. It's going to tell you your position in Google when someone searches for that particular keyword phrase if you're showing up in the search results. It's going to tell you um, the number of click-throughs you got from, uh, 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 from, those search, uh, for the, from those Google searches. It's going to tell you a whole lot of information about how you are showing up in the Google search results. Now, like I said, fewer people use Search Console, but I think it's such an important tool if you want to increase your search traffic. Now, this is a podcast episode. I can't you know, show you how to set it up or anything like that. There, there are a bunch of tutorials on, on YouTube as to how to do that. I also have some trading inside the coaching club at bloggercoaching.com. Uh, that's not the point of this episode. What I want you to get is the concept. So let's talk about the concept. You know, um, when I go to the gym, <laughs> this, is, this was always something from when I started working out in high school. My arms grow really quickly. Um, and I'm not saying like this is a problem, but what I noticed w when I went to work out, whenever I go to work out, is if I start doing curls and I start working out my biceps, they get disproportionately big <laughs> in comparison to the rest of my body. So because I know that this is something that just it, like my arms explode, like I'm injecting steroids in them or something of that sort, I know that I don't have to do as much work where that is concerned. But now if I want my arms to get huge, I can focus on it and it will grow so quick because it that's just you know my my disposition that's how my body is that's my strength right when it comes to keyword research it's a it's a phrase that a lot of people kind of are intimidated by it's something that i don't even enjoy doing because it's very technical and all that good stuff and Oftentimes, when people do keyword research, you're probably thinking, what in the world does this have to do with your, your biceps? Um, <laughs> we're, 
get we're gonna get there um oftentimes when people are doing keyword research what you're trying to figure out is man what are people searching for that i'm not targeting that could be interesting opportunities for me so because if you can see Hey, a lot of people are searching for this particular keyword phrase and there's not as much competition. I can rank for that. Maybe I should create content and hopefully I get ranked and all that good stuff. But there's another way to look at this. Instead of what is looking for, instead of looking for, you know, what could be a potentially great source of traffic, why not focus on your strength? Why not focus on what is already working? And that is the concept that I want to talk about today. Because if you go to that thing that's already working, it's going to be much easier for you to get that bigger bicep. If you focus on the thing that my son is already good at, building things, putting things together and all that kind of stuff, if you focus on that, it's going to be way easier for him to accomplish significant things. And for you... As you, you know, start blogging and you start to see, hey, there are certain things that are working for me that I'm not even trying to make work for me. If you could identify those things, all of a sudden you've got a recipe for success. Okay, so let's talk about how we can do this. First, with Google Analytics, then we're going to talk a little bit about how we can do this with Google Search Console. Now, Google Analytics, I love it. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I'm a little bit of a nerd. And what I love about it is that you can easily see what your top content is. And what's interesting is oftentimes what you think is your top content is not your top content. You, could, you, you put in so much effort and energy into this one post, but there's this other one that you kind of threw together and it's just, it's just killing it in the search results. Have you ever noticed that with your blog? Now, the most popular post on my blog today has nothing to do with blogging. It actually has to do with vlogging. It is how to vlog with your smartphone. For some reason, I don't know what happened, but when that post went live, it just went crazy on social media it has thousands of shares and 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 i didn't even realize this until one day i went into google analytics and i went to my top content and i'm like man this thing is getting a lot of traffic and when i went to that post to check it out i noticed that okay yeah the post was well written but it didn't lead anywhere that had an impact on my business. So I decided to make a few tweaks. I didn't have, you know, a lead magnet that went along with that. And at, at some point in the near future, I'm going to be creating one that goes along with that. But I wanted to at least get some kind of benefit from this. So what I did is I noticed that it didn't have any affiliate links to the products that it promoted or to the kinds of products that it promoted. So what I did as I went in there, I edited it a little bit. I... um. Uh, polished it up a little bit, and then I linked to some affiliate products. And that was a, a few years ago. And since then, I've been making money each and every month from Amazon. Is it a lot of money? No, not really. It's like a hundred and something bucks a month. But that's a hundred and something bucks a month I get because there's one post that is doing really well 
on my blog. That's what it's about. So how do you do this? Okay, when you go into Google Analytics, you want to go to the behavior section and go to your site content to see all pages. Once you are there, you're going to see the top visited pages on your blog. Now, some of them may be like your home page or your about page, but look for the look for the ones that are actually blog posts and see what those things are and then see if there's something that you can do to optimize that post to line up to align better with your business objectives with your blogging goals with what you're trying to do so what can you do okay let's say you've identified these posts uh let's say you you find three of your top posts or whatever that number is here are some of the things that you can do that can help you to accomplish more of your goals number one you can if you see that hey this is it's it's falling a little short right you can rewrite it you can expand it you can make it better you can improve that post so that it does a better job at providing the value that you, you, you're promising in the title, right? So if you can expand it. For me, when I look at this post that I have on how to vlog with your smartphone, I'm actually going to expand on that and, and give different options. I'm going to have, okay, if you have an iPhone, this is what you can do. If you have an Android, this is what you can do. I'll put in some video tutorials and that kind of stuff because I want to make it like a massive resource because it's doing so well already. Why just focus on the things that I think it can do well? No, focus on what you, are, you already know is doing well. The next thing you can do is you can tie that post into a lead magnet, uh, something that's directly related to the topic of your post. So uh, let's say, you know, that post on vlogging with your smartphone, I can have a, a, a free PDF download with my most recent um, uh, my most recent recommendations for the equipment that you should use uh, to vlog with your smartphone or something along those lines or the top five ways to 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 increase the quality of your smartphone vlog or something along those lines. You see, tie it to a lead magnet so that you can get people onto your email list. It's already getting people there. Take advantage of that to grow your email list. Another thing you can do is tie it directly to a product or a service that you offer uh, based on the topic of the f of, of the post. And if you don't have a product or service that you offer, well, then find another you know affiliate product or something along the lines. Kind of like what I did. I didn't tie it to any product or service that I had, but I tied it to my affiliate links on Amazon. You're tying that content directly to your monetization. And doing that can help you make more money. So rewrite it. Expand it. Uh, think about tying it to a lead magnet. Or even think about using it to promote a product or service that just makes logical sense. You want to make sure that if you are promoting anything, whether it's your lead magnet or something else, it is directly related. It's almost as if if you are reading this blog post, you are definitely want to want you you're definitely gonna want to do this other thing. Does that make sense? Of course, it makes sense. <laughs> so yes, go to Google Analytics. Look at your top performing content in terms of the 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 one that gets the the most visitors, and use that in a way that's going to help you to accomplish your business goal. Either, either make it better, link it to something, uh, an email list or a product or service that you provide or an affiliate product or service that just makes perfect sense. 
Okay, so that's Google Analytics. A very simple concept that if you apply. Now, of course, if you don't have any traffic, this is not going to do much for you. But as you start to grow your audience, as you start to grow your traffic, this is something that you want to be paying attention to because it can give you hints. Hints that you, if you take, you can actually have a significant impact on the growth of your business. All right. Google Search Console. I already told you what it's about. I told you how it helps you to monitor and all that stuff related to your uh, 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 your search presence, basically. Um, now, as you are creating content for your blog, you probably have a specific niche that you're in, right? Hopefully, you should have a specific niche. If you don't, then we got to talk, all right? Contact me. Let's talk about this so that you can get your specific niche. Now, here's the thing. Within that niche, you're probably going to be covering different topics. Yes, my blog, I teach people blogging. But with that, I talk about vlogging. I talk about podcasting. I talk about different topics. And that's awesome. That's what you should be doing. Even though you're niche down, you don't want to just... If every post I make is just about how to blog, then I'm not really serving you well, right? I, I'm going to be covering a variety of topics within that niche. Now, as your site starts to gain authority, as you start showing up in the search results, uh, you're going to notice that you're going to unintentionally rank for things that you didn't even try to rank for. I, <laughs> one example, I'm not going to say which one of my clients it is, but one of, one of my clients um, has a blog post about how to get the pee smell out of your bathroom. Now, it is relevant to her audience somewhat, but it was something that she was dealing with and she kind of shared it. And that post went crazy. Now, it's going to be kind of hard to monetize a pee in your bathroom type uh, post. <laughs> And we try to be very creative in terms of how we could, you know, take advantage of that. But it's going to be very difficult. But once in a while, you're going to see that there are certain things that you didn't try to rank for, but you are ranking for. And it's very relevant to what you are dealing with. I remember with my biology blog, I mentioned uh, the urinary system in one of my posts. Or it was mentioned maybe by one of my guest writers and that started bringing a lot of traffic to my blog. Well, that's an indication that I should start creating that kind of content because if I'm not even trying to rank for it and I'm ranking for it, well, what if I were to go all in on that keyword phrase? I'm going to rank really well if I do a few basic things, right? It's already telling you what's working. I'll give you another example. And this is related to um, my Google Search Console um, data. When I went in there, I started to see that I was ranking for a bunch of terms related to terms and conditions for bloggers. Now, I've never written anything about terms and conditions for bloggers. I've never spoken about it in a podcast episode. But I was ranking for, and not I was, I am ranking for a bunch, not just one phrase, you know, blogger, blogger terms and conditions, terms and conditions um, for bloggers and, and, and blogger terms, blogger different, they, all kinds of different things related to terms and conditions. So, you know, I went and I see, and I, I clicked on the link to see, okay, what page is ranking? And what I saw was ranking was my terms and conditions page. 
So just because I had a, a terms and conditions page and just because the name of my blog is become a blogger, I started ranking for blogging terms and conditions. Now, what should I do with that? I'll tell you exactly what I should do with that. I should create a blog post all about coming up with terms and conditions as a blogger and linking to different templates and all that stuff because what would happen, what's happening right now is people are searching for it. I'm showing up, they're clicking through and they're coming to my terms and conditions page and they're like, well, no, this is not what I'm looking for. They go back to Google and they go to some other site. But what if I optimize a post or a series of posts about writing your blogging terms and conditions. That would be an easy way for me to get traffic to my blog from Google search results because Google has already told me, hey, if you just have the word terms and conditions on a page on your blog, you're going to start ranking for that. So if you actually did the work to, to target that, it's going to be relatively easy for you. The next thing I have to, the thing I have to ask myself is, okay, people that are searching for blogging terms and conditions, are they my target audience? And the answer to that question is absolutely. They're looking for blogging terms and conditions because maybe they're starting a blog or they have a blog and they know that they want to be safe legally and they got to put this information on there. But those are the people that I want to find my content. Those are the people that I want on my email list. Those are the people that I want in my blogger coaching club. It would make perfect sense for me to do that. So here's what you should do. Go into Google Console and see what you're ranking for. Now, you want to pay special attention to the ones where, you know, you're ranking on the first or second page and you're not even trying to rank for those keyword phrases. And once you've found that, then you can start creating content about those topics with the keyword phrases directly in the title. You can optimize the content using the Yoast SEO plugin if you're using WordPress, which I really hope you're doing. Uh, you can then tie that content into your business objectives. Okay, you've come here for blogging terms and conditions, but there are all kinds of other resources you need to help you to grow your blogging business. In fact, if you are just getting your blog started, go and check out from idea to blog.com, which is my free course on how to get started with your blog. You see, I can lead naturally to that. Or if they're more advanced and they want to get, you know, uh, 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 my courses, my training, and all that good stuff, they can check out bloggercoaching.com. It would make perfect sense for me to create that content about terms and conditions. So, what I'm sharing here, let, let, let's bring this to a close. What, what I'm sharing here is uh, I'm not dealing with anything revolutionary. It's not like this amazing, complicated concept that, 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 that man, only the, 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 a few elite bloggers can understand or anything of that sort. It's a relatively simple concept that you can apply, it, apply to your blog as your blog is growing. You see what's working. You focus more on the things that are working. I'm actually going through the process right now, and, and I'm, I'm excited about it because I get to share the results with you. So as I go through this, as I get results, I'm going to share them with you and all that good stuff. The main thing is this. Focus on what's already working. Focus on your strengths, whether that is your biceps, whether that is your... 
ability to build and engineer complex things with connects. The more you do it, the stronger your blog will come and you will become. And the more you align those actions, those activities with the objectives that you've had, you have in your business of growing your blog traffic, but also of growing your email list and growing your business, the stronger your business will become. So I want to leave you with a few um, action steps. Action step number one, go into Google Analytics and find your top performing pages. Then Come up with a plan for optimizing those pages, whether it's linking it to a lead magnet, whether it's rewriting it, expanding it, whether it's linking it to a product or a service. Come up with a plan for optimizing them and maybe choose your top. Start with your just your top post, whatever that top post is. Then go into Google Search Console, find your un unintentional keyword phrases that you are ranking for without trying and come up with a content plan based on those phrases. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. Yeah, man. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Let us wrap this up indeed. Next week, what are we going to be talking about? Oh, yeah, this is a good topic. Because, yeah, okay, now you know what content you want to create, right? But how do you write a blog post that rocks? Like one that just kills it. One that Google, when Google comes by and they see that site, they're like, ooh, man, I got to get me some of that. I got to show this to all my friends, all the people that are coming here and searching. <laughs> That's a weird way to depict Google, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But yes, so come back next week. That's what we're going to be talking about. Episode 351. This was episode 350. Whoa. 350, man. That's, that's good stuff. Becomeablogger.com slash 350. All the show notes, you can check it out there. Remember the, the tool that I recommended, becomeablogger.com slash get privacy. Oh, yeah. And if you want to get your blog started, you you, you know, you, you, you have that idea, but you don't know how to turn it into a blog. You need some guidance. You want some help from someone that has been there, done that and can provide you with that, you know, or looking over the shoulder kind of guidance. Head on over to from idea to blog dot com. That's from idea to blog dot com. My name is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.